Football on Off the Ball. With Sky, the Premier League is back. Watch every live game for the rest of the season on Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. This is News Talk. All right, you're welcome back to Off the Ball. It is Thursday night, which means we're joined by John Giles. Good evening, John. Evening, Nathan. Happy New Year. And you, Nathan, so, and all our listeners. Uh, we've, had, we've had a lot of football, I think it's fair to say, over uh, the past week. And there's another big game this evening. We'll have live coverage of Chelsea against Manchester City coming up. Uh, Manchester City go into that game eight points behind Arsenal at the top. Uh, this is their game in hand. Arsenal have had a good Christmas. They two good victories and then uh, a really difficult game against the very strong Newcastle side on Tuesday night where it did feel even though we're not even at the halfway stage of the season that there was a real sense of importance to this there was a very high quality to it and uh, maybe that explains Mikel Arteta's behaviour in the match Well I don't think anybody can explain that uh, or or say it's from that no I thought his behaviour was very bad he was running up and down the touchline you know, my take on managers is that you've got to watch every minute of every game, every second of every game. And if you're doing things like he was doing, you can't be watching the match and really doing your job. It was bad form, and, and, and he, should, he should know better than that. You know, Newcastle there came there to defend, there's no doubt about that, and defended very well, which they're entitled to do if they want to do. But I saw him running up and having a go at Eddie Howe and, and the, 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 the officials and... No, it doesn't do any good that. You're better holding your ground, watch the match, and do the job from the touchline there. Newcastle were very good. They, 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 they've been all, very good all season, as we know, mm. Nathan. They defend really well. They're a big team. They're very dogged in what they do. Uh, you know, Eddie Howe's done a great job there. And he's entitled to go to, to Arsenal and do what he has to do. You know, I think Arteta has to get a grip of things like that in a big match he's got his job to do and, it, and doing, losing, the, losing the head doesn't help doing the job you need to do Nathan It wasn't completely out of character for Mikel Arteta you see glimpses of that throughout a lot of games when he gets frustrated mm. with officials or with his own players or with the opposition players but that was Arsenal's 17th game of the season would you worry about his ability to handle the pressure as the bigger games come as we head into the second half of the season? Well, he, should, he shouldn't be doing what he's doing when it comes to big matches. Well, any match, Nathan, you can't be running up and down having to go at the official and that. Because you should be concentrating on the game, what needs to be done. Uh, there's no winning in that. So, you know, he's, I think he's done a really, really good job. He's got a very young team. They're very good. Uh, they're top of the league. Um, so, you know, he's got to do his stuff now. You know, Eddie Howe has, has, has done his job very, very well so far. So has Arteta. But he's got, to, he's got to learn from the match the other day and not, not to behave, or somebody should tell him not to behave in the way he's because he's not helping the matter. He's making it worse. But he's done a good job, and, and they've got a very, very good young side. But there's, I think, half the season to go yet, mm. Nathan. So it's a long, that's a long haul from where he is. Uh, but does, so far, he's done extremely well. Does it really matter how he behaves? Does it affect, does it affect what happens on the pitch in any way? Um. Well, I think it does, but it affects his performance from his position, Nathan. My take on it is that if you're running up and down the touchline and you're getting onto the opposition and you're getting onto the third official, you can't be concentrating on what your team needs to be done. It's just impossible to do it. 
you have to keep a cool head and watch what the team is, ha- what's happening, and then you get the, your message onto the pitch for whoever it was that makes a substitution. You can't do both. You can't be losing your head running up and down the, the touchline and doing your job, which is to keep a cool head and see exactly what's going on and what changes have to be made or what you can do. That's the job of, of, of a manager in the touchline. Right? Keep the head, watch what's going on, uh, and then make the changes that you need to make. My take is if you're running up and down the touchline, you can't be concentrating on what your team is doing. Very hard to be critical of Arsenal when we're 17 games in and they've won 14 of them. That was only the third game that they've dropped points in yeah. all season. And as you mentioned, I think it was six clean sheets in a row for Newcastle. They've only been beaten once this season. But was there anything in that game that you saw from Arsenal that other teams would be able to look at that there is a, a weakness that we hadn't seen so far this season? Uh, not really, Nathan. I thought they played quite well. They, they had uh, uh, the, the more attacks on goal. I mean, definitely Newcastle came to defend and they did it very well. But when you're in artistic, you have to you have to ex- expect that and respect it and get on with your own job. I mean, it, they didn't play badly, uh, Arsenal, at all. They, but Newcastle were very good. They didn't give them many chances. Uh, they didn't miss many. They didn't miss any chances that I could see in the match, Arsenal. So uh, Newcastle came to do what they wanted to do, which it was really to get a point from it. Um, so, you know, in, your, in Arsenal's case, Arteta's case, you have to put up with that. Uh, I mean, there's only so much you can do. They did the best they could. Uh, and there's a long, long season to go yet, uh, Nathan. But the, 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 he's had a really good season so far. Mm. But there's only one long, uh, a long, long, way to, long, long way to go. Uh, long way to go for Manchester United as well, but they're in a strong run of form. They've won their last four Premier League games and they've only been beaten once since that humiliation in the Manchester derby against City. A 3-0 win the other night against Bournemouth. Uh, Casemiro scored the opening goal. He was set up by Christian Eriksen. Those two as a midfield too compared to what was there in a Fred and McTominay. How impressed have you been with what Casemiro and Eriksen have brought to United in midfield this season? Well, I, I think they're better players uh, Nathan, and they look more more likely to do the job that's needed in in uh, the middle of the pitch, uh, you know. And, and the, like ten, ten Hag is getting getting a grip of it now. But I think the big thing is is uh, Ronaldo gone, Nathan. Now you can't you can't have a team in a team spirit with, with what Ronaldo was doing. Don't forget from the start of the season he was looking for a transfer. Mm. Then he disappeared in, in a match twice. He wouldn't go on. Now, you can't run a team. Uh, with, with the what's needed when, you, when you're in a situation like that. And such a big personality is Ronaldo. I think Manchester United look a different team, a different club since Ronaldo's gone out of the place. So you think a better, that... A better team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, but you've got team spirit now, Nathan. You know what I mean? You've got, you've got lads now who are... We, we, no, none of them that we know of want to go. Mm. Uh, you know, Ronaldo's a big personality and, and, and what he was doing there... Uh, I was amazed that the manager let it go on for so long, and the fact that he's gone now, I think, is a big relief for him. And this, this, I think, uh, United will get better with them. There'll be a good team spirit about them. I think they've gone better already. Mm. Uh, Casemiro uh, lived in the shadows of Luka Modric a little bit in that Real Madrid midfield, which is uh, understandable. In terms of his ability in there, then to to really drive United to another level, like, are you looking at him as a, a world class midfielder? Well, he's a, he, does, he does a great job, uh, Nathan. He, 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 he's not a Modric, you know. There's not many Modric's around, but but you have to. Modric has to have somebody 
and other people around to win the ball for them, to get mm. them to do what they do. That's how you have a team going. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Casemiro does, does that as well as anybody else. And obviously, it's not all he does. I mean, he doesn't give the ball away. He uses the ball well. Uh, but, he's, but he's not a Modric. But when you get the balance in the middle of the field, um, you know, that's, that, that's what and he does his job extremely well. Uh, have you been surprised in any way by how quickly Ten Hag has brought about this improvement in Manchester United, how he's settled in Casemiro and Eriksen, how he's bringing the best out of Marcus Rashford again? Well, again, I'd go back to when he came in. He was dealing with the Ronaldo problem all the time. you know, And, 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 and I can't say how, how big and da- damning that is in, in the dressing room to get the, get the morale in that you need. You know he's gone now, and now he can deal with the players. I'd say the I'd say the players that, that were there, like already, uh, would would have hated the situation mm. that they were in because it's very hard to get a team spirited, get a thing going uh, if you've got one player as big and the bigger personality as Ronaldo. So Casemiro is a good buy for him, and he's a good player, um, and he'll, he'll do the job that he's been doing for years. You know he had Modric, as we know, at uh, Real Madrid. And Modric is, is is a great player, but Casemiro would have played his part in allowing him to do the job, and that's what he's doing now. Uh, Liverpool suffered a big setback in their last game against Brentford, beaten by three goals to one. Looks as though Virgil Van Dijk might be out for a considerable period. Uh, a lot of scrutiny on Jurgen Klopp after that game. That everybody knows what Brentford bring in those matches, particularly at home. They've beaten a lot of the top sides this season, and Liverpool just didn't look either prepared or equipped for the physicality and the energy and the effort of Brentford. What do you put Liverpool's openness down to? Well, it's, 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 you don't, I'm only guessing the same as everybody else, uh, uh, Nathan, but they're not the Liverpool that we know from last year and the, and the great Liverpool team. Um, I, I, I don't know, but it's, there's a team spirit element there. I hear people talking about the you know the midfield that are getting old. Uh, I don't think that's that's the case. I mean, I've, I've just written down here in the, the midfield. They've got you know Chamberlain, Young, Elliot, Milner, Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, Keita. I think Keita is there. Henderson played in the England team in the summer, mm-hmm. and they're saying they're all old. They are they're all getting a bit old. But but you would imagine with it, it, any pick from there against Brentford, Nathan. They'd have to pick a better fit midfield there from those players they had than Brentford have. So that, I don't want to that was suggested it's a, an attitude the thing. They did it. But I think there's something wrong at Liverpool. I don't know what it is. Mm. It could be the, the Salah situation where he signed a new contract that he, he'd be on more than anybody else now. You know, like in football, I think money, money corrupts in that situation, Nathan. Because a lot of players, Van Dijk and players, say, well, oh God, why is he getting... Whatever it is, seventy grand more than more than I'm getting. It does it does corrupt, and it, it and you're talking about you know team spirit, uh, morale. I mean, what's morale, Nathan? You know, if you try to define it, it's obviously a group of players who are going all in the one direction with the manager, and you get a good morale, and they do it on the pitch. But when that morale goes, it's very very hard to describe it. Where it, it what it does do. It shows that the team is not playing as well as it was playing last year, and certainly not. But 
it, I'm only guessing at it, Nathan, that it could be that. But there's, I think there's definitely something wrong at Liverpool. You know, Klopp after the match was blaming Brentford for the corner kicks and all that. It was a lot of nonsense. Brentford were the better team over the 90 minutes. And that's very, very unlike Liverpool. But mm. I don't, I don't, I'm only guessing at what's going on. I think the Salah situation could be part of it. The, 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 there's talk about the club selling as well, which doesn't do any good. When you want everybody, what, you, what I found in playing in football, when, you, when, when I was at Leeds United particularly, we were a good team spirit, it was going to last forever. And everybody's going to pull together. That's what I believed. But, but uh, you know, and as then, you know, and then Brian, Clough, Brian Clough came in, Don, Don retired. <laughs> I went off for England and, and, and uh, Brian Clough came in and he didn't do it as well as he should have done it. And after 44 days, he was gone. But we were gone mm. as a team. In that, in that particular time. Off the ball. It's not like Maradona or Messi, where the ball is tied to the left foot. I always see the ball as something which is bouncing like an obedient, happy puppy. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. I know you've often spoken about the struggle to get it back and you know Jimmy Armfield comes in you get to a, a European Cup final and, and all of that no. from a Klopp point of view trying to turn this around when like, if, it, if it is a if it is a morale thing it's a huge issue but if it is just actually he's almost maybe become complacent in terms of the midfield have been too loyal to certain players would you worry because I know you've been very very confident about Liverpool's ability to finish top four, maybe even still challenge this season. Do you look at a performance like that with Brentford and think actually there's a rot in Liverpool that's going to be hard to hard to stop? Yeah, but, it, but they, everybody keeps going on about the midfield that Milner's getting all the Henderson's getting above Finn. We're going to like they they were by far a better midfield on paper than Brentford had, uh, Nathan. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something wrong. If, they, if they're not out doing their stuff better than Brentford, then there's something wrong somewhere, you know? And it, 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 it's hard to... It, it, like, Liverpool are just not the team they were last year. Mm. And a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, the midfielder got old, uh, and that's the cause. I don't think so. I mean, the, field, the, the, the midfield lads, and there I'm talking about Chamberlain, Young Elliot, Milner, Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago. I mean, look at all the teams that they play against. Have midfields nowhere near as good as Klopp can do. Nowhere near. Of course, a few of them are getting older. But they're only, that's only three, four months ago. You don't get that old overnight in, in, in football. What have you made of Darwin Nunez up front? Bit of a wrecking ball, but uh, not enough goals from a Liverpool point of view. I think he'll get goals, Nathan. I think he's, confident. he's lost the confidence in himself. I think, I think he'll turn out to be a really good player for them. I think he's quick. I think he's brave. Uh, I think his confidence left. He missed a few chances and it went. But that, that happens with strikers. But but I think he'll come back. I, I, I think he'll, he'll make a player. I think ultimately, in the long run, I think he'll be a successful player for Liverpool. Uh, not going too well on the other side of Merseyside either. Uh, Everton uh, still have Frank Lampard as their manager, beaten 4-1 at home by Brighton mm. during the week. Uh a real struggle for them at the moment. They're 18th in the table. They're inside the relegation zone. Like when you look at that squad that they have at the moment, when you look at the group of players, like traditionally, yes, Everton were a big club, but when you look at that group, should they be expecting to be much higher than where they are? I, I, I would think so, Nathan. I mean, it, 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 you've got the owners who was responsible for Frank Lampard and his, his, uh, his, his running of the team. There's nobody going to be happy about the situation there. 
I think Frank Lampard is in big, big trouble. Now, to be beaten 4-1 by, uh, by Brighton, the crowd are booing them off the pitch and all that. And they're way down there. And I think he's in big, big trouble. I wouldn't be surprised unless they pick up dramatically in the next few weeks. Uh, I can see him going. Mm. Once the crowd turn on you, Nathan, you're in big trouble. You know, the, the government off, apparently at the end of the match, they were, they were booing and slow hand clapping and all the various things. Once that happens, the manager's in big trouble. Have you seen anything from Lampard as a manager to suggest he can turn this round? Um, well, like he did a very good job at Derby uh, when he was there. I think he was doing a good job at Chelsea. He brought a young players in and they, they decided to, to, uh, to, to, to sack him or get rid of him or whatever you want to say. I thought he was doing a good job at Chelsea. But now he's walked into the Everton situation. You know, Everton, Everton have been on, on the decline for a few years now, Nathan. And I don't think there's any money left, mm. big money, enough money for him uh, to bring players in at the moment. So he has to, he has to stick with what he's got. Uh, and they've, they've been in trouble for a while. So I think he's walked into it there, uh, Frank. I don't think he's going to get any back. And I don't think they have the resources now to do it. Are we seeing at, at Everton uh, an issue that a lot of clubs are having where directors of football are brought in and put in charge of transfers and then the manager seems to rotate every nine months, every year, and they're stuck with players that they don't want, and then they're waiting to sign their own players, and then it takes them three months to mould them together. I'm thinking of Chelsea as a very similar scenario when you look at the Graham Potter team last weekend that are drawing with Nottingham Forest, where there's a collection of players brought together by four or five different managers, all on massive money. Potter hasn't signed any of them. That it's, it's a very difficult job a very different job as well, say, from back when you were playing for managers now to somehow go into a group that they maybe don't fully trust and somehow get the best out of them? Yeah, I think it's always been the case, Nathan, in my, my experience in, in management. Uh, it, it, like, I'm going back now to the old days when I was, when I was managing myself. I found that, that in those days you had directors. You didn't have owners. Well, you had directors. But they always wanted to r- rule the roost as well. You know, uh, and that was my experience. Most most managers had a hard time at that time to get what they want because of the, the directors. But it's 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 more difficult now. What they did over the years was they, to, to to get round that. In my opinion, they started to have a director of football, right? But the director of football was always now the owner's director of football. In other words. He's going to do what they want him to do, not the manager. I mean, if you see the lad now that is a potter that's gone mm. to Chelsea, when you look at what he's down as, it's not the manager, Nathan. It's the head coach. So the big difference in that, like when the manager follows the manager, he's in charge of the buying and selling, who he wants in, who he wants out, right? When he's the head coach... He's given the, 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 the players that the owner wants to train them and pick the team in that. Well, maybe sometimes not even pick the team. So that, what's changed over the years, that what the directors did when the owners come in, they employed a director of football. But in my experience, the director of football is the director's football man, mm. not the manager's. You know, and in my experience in football as well, Having the right to to get rid of the players you don't want and get the players in you do do want 
is 90% of the job. Now, what's happening with the lads with Potter and other lads who don't have that, that Nazi, when the team starts to lose, he'll get the blame. If they start to lose, he'll get the blame. Not the director of football, because he's, he, he's, he's, he's the man for, the, for the, the owners now to get the players in they want and get rid of the players they don't want. So there's very few managers around at the moment, Nathan, in my opinion. I know you've been watching a lot of football over the Christmas. Uh, any other teams, Any anybody that stood out for you that you've been impressed with over the past week? Well, well, well there's a few managers who have been, have been impressive. And in teams like the Fulham man, Marco Silva. Mm. I mean, what a job he's doing. And Brentford. I mean, these are guys who are, haven't spent hardly any money and they're taking on the big boys. And, and more than holding their own, you know, which is which which is great, um, but the, but the big I mean Eddie Howe has done a big job, as we know. I think Arteta has done a good job. You know, Ten Hag now might might do what what's expected of him, um, but Frank Lampard is, is is definitely definitely in trouble. Southampton is in trouble. Uh, there's a few. David Moyes is in trouble. I know they got a lot draw at least, but they're near the bottom of the table, and and they spent some money in the summer. Mm. You know, West Ham. And they're having a worse season than they had last season. That's not good <laughs> at uh, all. No. Uh, Fulham, like maybe that's the case in point of just right manager, wrong club. Marco Silva went into Everton, uh, got just over a year there. Never really happened for him. Uh, looked as mm. though his reputation was tarnished. And then he comes back at Fulham, and as you say he's getting the best out of Alexander Mitrovic. He's on to eleven goals this season. Everyone doubted whether he could mm. do it in the Premier League. Playing a good style of football. Likewise with Brentford, like just such an aggression. They're a really good team yeah. to go and watch. It is about for managers finding that right club at just the right time that fits in with your philosophy, which. Again, when you look at Graham Potter going to Chelsea, it probably wasn't a great fit, but it's an impossible job for him to turn down. Exactly. I mean, he, he can't make the demands. I mean, he, we see the, the, the owner at uh, Chelsea. I mean, he fell out with Tuchel. Don't forget, he sacked Tuchel. I mean, Tuchel was doing a big job at, at, uh, at Chelsea. You know, and, and I think he was, he was sacked because I think uh, Tuchel said that he wanted to, to, to sign uh, Ronaldo. And uh, Tuchel was against it. I mean, next thing he sacked. Mm. So I think when when uh, Marco Silva went to Everton, I doubt if he got his own way there because they're a big club. Whereas Fulham would be glad to get him, and and he, he could make demands before he goes in. I'm looking after the team, and I think that's why he's doing so well at Fulham. I don't think he got a chance at uh, Everton. It happens like that, Nathan. You know, there's there's no doubt about it. And I mean, Chelsea are apparently we've got a big match to, tonight. I know. Uh, they, they have an owner now who's definitely in charge of bringing the players in. And what happens with Graham Potter, if he, he obviously said, OK, I'll do it because the, the, the money's probably right and that. But if things start going wrong, it's Potter will have it to carry the can. Yeah. The owner won't say, well, no, hang on, that's not fair. I bought the players in. Then he'll just go and he'll get another manager. And that's the way it works. Or he'll get a director of football in, like they all do. But the, the director of football usually is is the, employed by the owner, so he can tell him what to do. Yeah, unfortunately, well, that's the way it works now, <laughs> Nathan. We'll see how uh, Graham Potter gets on this evening against Manchester City. We've live commentary of that coming up next, John. Great stuff as always. 
Thanks, Nathan. We'll talk to you next Thursday. John Giles there. If you missed any of that, of course, you can listen to the full podcast. Uh, just subscribe to our football feed on the OTB Sports app. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Proud partner and supporter of the Republic of Ireland Women's National Football Team This is News Talk